use everything God gave you. You can do it. Bro, let's go. I know you're better than this. Y'all saw the title. And I'm just going to say it out loud just in case you missed the title and you clicked on this video because you're just a bomb supporter of the Don't Be Useless podcast. But entanglements are trash. I mean it with every fiber of my being. Entanglements are trash. If you don't know what I'm talking about, hang tight. I'm about to get into the Jada Pinkett Smith interview, which was conducted by her husband, Will Smith. And she reacted or responded to an interview by a 20 something year old guy, August Alcina. Y'all, unreal. So a lot has been circulating. There's been funny memes. There's been all of these things that have been popping all over the internet. And it has been very interesting. If you're plugged into the the black community at all, y'all, it is hilarious over here. Can I just say that? Black Twitter is hilarious. It's just, it's really, really funny. At the same time, it does give us all a strong pulse on where our community is and what we're thinking, especially about quote unquote entanglements. So first let me do what I got to do, which is get all of the, get all of this podcast stuff out out of the way. What does this mean? This means I got to tell you that this podcast is here to help build your confidence as you navigate life, especially if you are a believer in Jesus. We are also here to help you use your God-given gifts And we want to see you live out God's vision for your life. So these conversations, we bring Christ to culture and we have conversations about everyday real life things that we're dealing with, that we need maybe almost a little bit of advice and counsel sometimes, but you don't want to tell your friend and you don't want to, you know, tell your family what's going on. But a lot of you have emailed me and you emailed me questions. I have a question today that's in this same space of cheating while married. And so you guys send me your questions. And so we talk about this stuff live. My awesome community, the Don't Be Useless fam is always in the building. I see you guys on YouTube. What's up? Hey, Tasha. I see you on um on Facebook. So hey, Angie, because all of you that watch don't always say comments. So I don't always see your names, but I know you're here and I love you for it. Some of my older viewers too, y'all will like, y'all will message me like separately. Like y'all may not say nothing here, but y'all be like, somebody like sent me money, y'all. Somebody dropped me some money and was like, you be ministering to me. I'm like, oh, I was so shocked. I was like, what? These one of these low key listeners, what? I love it. Yes. Okay. So let me give you guys the backdrop just to make sure everybody's on the same page when it comes to this word entanglements, which will, I don't think ever going to go away. Y'all think this word's going to go away? Jada Pinkett Smith has coined a phrase, but I have something to share with you um, specifically about what she said that makes me say entanglements are trash. And here's what I mean. So Jada Pinkett Smith did an interview. And she did an interview uh, conducted by her husband, Will Smith, who I must say, Will looked toe up from the flow up. Love him to pieces. He looked toe up. He looked, somebody said he looked like the his character in Pursuit of Happiness, homeless, busted. His face was red. All the things, Will Smith looked hurt, okay? 
Let's move on. Jada Pinkett Smith um, starts to talk about the fact that August Alsina, a very close friend of the family, did an interview. And in that interview, this 20-something-year-old R&B artist, he said that he had a full-on relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith during this time that she has been married to Will Smith. He also went on to say that while in this 12-minute interview, she almost went, she went on to say that how she defined what was happening was I got into an entanglement with August, quote unquote. Through the interview, she referred to him as Og. Will Smith pushes back on her definition or her description of their interactions. And he says to her, oh, en entanglement, entanglement. And then she was like, yes, entanglement. And they kind of laugh a little. And then Jada says it was a relationship. He was like a relationship. And she's like, yes, a relationship. So in other words, Will is like, you better make this thing plain and I'm not going to let you dance. Right. He was very gentle with her, very delicate with her at the same time. Her defining it as an entanglement initially is what everybody took off running with. I mean, memes, I saw the movie Tangled. They had taken Jada Pinkett Smith's face and August Alcina's face and they put it on them. Y'all, it's, people are so creative and funny, but it was funny how they, and they changed the words to entanglement. Like it was a movie coming out with the two of them. Y'all. Here's my breakdown from the situation. And let, let me, before I go into my breakdown of entanglement, I want to also tell you what entanglement means. But before I do all of this, did you see this 12 minute interview? Did you just see clips or did you see the whole thing? Did you see this interview that Jada Pinkett Smith did on her show, Red Table Talk? Um, and she didn't tell anybody when she was gonna drop the episode. She just said via Twitter, I need to go to the, the red table because healing needs to happen. Guys, some more thing that she said in this interview, I'm just remembering that I, we have to know this because it's going to set the stage for what I'm talking about today. She also only saw clips. Okay, nice. Something that she spoke about was that she was in a really bad place and it had been so long since, since she had been happy. Big statement to say when you're sitting across the table from your husband. She says it was so much conviction. There had been, it's been, it had been so long since I had been happy. Before that, Will Smith had told everybody how August Alsina was introduced to the, to the family. August Alsina was a friend of their son because they're close to the same age. And then what happened is Jada says, Jada says that she began a relationship with him and they were in a relationship four years, not four years, for years. Jada then goes on to say that she hasn't talked to August in a very long time. In August, I've seen this interview. What he said is he walked away from her and it was hard for him to do and it was heavy but he was the one who actually walked away from Jada. Jada finishes in her interview by saying that she had to get healing, that she needed, she had to finally realize that she could not have any happiness outside of herself. Even that statement I find to be fallible. So let's get into this. All right. 
Couple things for you guys. I've already asked you, did you see this interview? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you understand or why do you think this is a big deal in culture? Why do you think it's a big deal in culture that Jada was in a relationship with a 20 some odd year old guy while married to Will Smith? Why do we think, why is that hitting so hard everywhere? We hear about affairs all the time, especially with people who have a lot of money. I don't know, but it happens a lot. But why, why this? Why did this hit so strong? Why was there 12 million views in practically a day? Why are millions of people interested in this type of situation? Okay, I'm going to go to your comments um, here. And yes, yes, he did. Someone says, I yes, I know, right? When it comes to him leaving her. Uh, folks saying, I saw clips. I saw clips. I watched the full 12-minute interview, guys. Um, Andrew here. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Alicia. Hey, my A1s. I saw the red table but didn't see his interview. Uh, Will looked miserable the whole interview. Miserable. Now, Will said, he actually brought up that it had been years since this had happened. And he was like, it's very interesting, the timing of this. We know August is saying this because his album's coming out. But it doesn't mean he's lying. And Jada confirmed August's story. He wasn't lying. So if he wants to share it around this time, that's just smart on his part. So, um, yeah, like he wanted to cry. Somebody said Will looked hurt. Now here's a couple uh, things about this interview that I noticed, and I am absolutely going to get into my full on perspective, but right now I'm just going to list out to you guys some observations, um, with Jada Pickett Smith and with Will Smith and their interactions and all of that. Mm, I got a comment here. Tasha says, I, I saw it or I seen it. He looked miserable. However, Will is a great actor. Y'all, the whole time they're talking, all I'm thinking is they are excellent actors. And with them being excellent actors and we still can see pain and unrest, this thing is way deep. Way deep. Will knew he was on camera. Jada's an executive producer. They knew how he looked and put that thing out in the world. And obviously Will was like, I'm not cleaning up for nobody. Cause Will knew he didn't get up. Look, Jada walked in in Adidas slide. She flip flopped right onto that table from the house into her garage. And Jada is chilling, sitting there. Someone said she was even barely at the talk because of how far back she was sitting from the red table. That was hilarious. Here's some of my comments or statements from the situation. And then we're going to get draw our value out of it. Okay. This podcast is here to provide value. Remember, don't be useless. Use what you got. We are here to help you navigate life situations. And this is a situation that happened so many times in a lot of different marriages. People are cheating or not, whatever, however people want to define it. But things happen. Okay, so here are some observations I have from this particular situation. One observation is, like I said, August Alcina actually left Jada Pinkett Smith. So he had to come to a realization that I have to walk away from this because she's still married. Now, Jada Pinkett Smith said that it was years that her and Will were completely living different lives and they were amic amicably separated. 
So Jada says they really weren't acting together. But y'all, I respect marriage. Marriage is marriage. And they were married to each other. So even though they're living far apart and will maybe having one night stands with people, it seems like they have some type of friction around the fact that she had a relationship with someone. It seems different. It seems different. Because at the end, Jada Will was like, and I need to get you back. And she was like, oh, you've gotten me back plenty. So they just married all up, up out here in these streets from their own words. All right. Will goes in and he says, um, shift. Oh, there was a shift or a dynamic, guys, that I observed. I don't know if you felt this way, but it, Jada looked like a bad guy to me. It could be just me, but she looked like a bad guy. Oh, it is. Oh, oh, Shakira. I am so going to show the scripture around entanglement. Yes, the Bible talks about being entangled. Oh, we going in today. Okay. But Jada looked like she was knowingly aware of all the heartbreak, the uh, substance abuse and all the stuff August had went through. And she inserted herself as a part of, of his quote unquote healing, but it became sexual and it became a relationship. Now here's the kicker for me. She is an excellent wordsmith. And that's why the word entangled is now embedded in black culture. She absolutely is a wordsmith. And we have, and this is why I think this hits so big is because she has a platform where she talks about soul healing, where she talks about how to navigate relationships and all the different things. And in the middle of her doing that, she's still in a relationship with a guy while she's married to Will. And it looked like there was so much messiness around it. What you also will notice is her kids have started to distance severely. You're seeing such a breakdown happen. And now it's all out in the, in the open because she said it and he said it. But guys, this is what leads me to say entanglements are trash. Never have you known a friend. I dare you to tell me you've known a friend, uh, a family member, or you have been in a quote unquote entanglement and everybody walked away happy. It does not happen. Entanglements are trash because there is always blurred lines a compromise of character and integrity. There's always people getting hurt. And this is whether you are a Christian, a believer in Jesus or not. Entanglements are still trash. But guess who said entangle? Being entangled is bad. Who said it first? God said it first. And when we do anything outside of God's trajectory, his destiny, his plan, it always blows up. I don't know about you. I'm not even going to front like decisions I have. I've made opposite of what God's word says have worked out for me. No, they don't work out for me. It blows up. And even if I start seeing what I could consider results, my heart is I'm in torment. Or I'm starting to lose myself to the thing I'm putting my hand to. Entanglements are trash. Something Jada said is, you, something I had to learn, is you cannot find happiness outside of yourself. 
That sounds so good, don't it? If you are watching a Red Table Talk and you hear that statement, you cannot find happiness outside of yourself. Mmm. That is so... No. No. Again, the Word of God is our... It is our strength and it is also our guide as we navigate a messy world and sometimes messy situations. And so when she says... You can't find happiness outside of yourself. The only part that's truly true in there, based on the word of God, is God talks about the fruit that should come out of you as a result of being close to him. God talks about joy, goodness, peace, all of these things, faithfulness, all of these things flow out of you, out of what? A connection with him. Learning about God, getting close to him, being around him more, talking to him, and you will begin to see yourself change. And one of the fruits of that is joy, way bigger than happiness. Happiness is fleeting. So people who search for happiness will have it one day and it's gone another. But joy, you can get grounded enough in God to where you are not shaken by anything that presents itself, whether it's another person while you're married, whether it's other situations, entanglements are trash. But can I share with you guys, you know, nope. let me take your comments and what y'all are saying because y'all are weighing in on YouTube. You guys have says, I seen it. He looked miserable. Oh, I read that one to you guys. Um, Tasha also says entanglements are absolute trash. And she puts a basketball and a trash can emoji. Yes. I also spoke about Jada starting to look like, or look like the bad guy. Like she did prey on him, whether she did or not. And sure enough, you guys said she did. There was a shift in the perception of who Jada is based on this interaction. Some other things, um, let's see here. Oh, I can't wait to bring you guys on camera on Facebook. When this is over, I'm gonna try to bring you guys in just like I promised last week. All right, so Chaney says, I feel like Jada is downplaying uh, the whole relationship, trying to sugarcoat everything. I could tell that there was an issue in their relationship before all this came out in their Father's Day interview, which that was intense and weird. When they were told to sit closer on the couch, it's something how they left that in. Isn't that interesting? Because there was an interview where they were honoring Will for Father's Day. And it was definitely, they definitely seem estranged and trying to play it cool, whatever. Which is good. Like, they don't need to be acting a, a fool. You know what I mean? Like, we want this. We want good things for them both. Um, they've done a lot for the culture. But also, please don't overrate the culture. Okay? Everything ain't for it. That's a whole nother episode. Shakira says the word entanglement is in the King James version of the Bible. It's in the Amplified to Shakira, but not entangled. Oh, ho, 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 ho. I did find entangled, girl. I can't wait to share with you. All right. I see. Yes. Yes, she is. Alicia says on Facebook. Exactly. That's what I said to someone, Pastor Priscilla, about Jada saying, Will got my back, got me back plenty of times. And, and you could tell it's stunger. So they have shown that they're in a relationship where being with other people is a regular and they absolutely had a stance of never getting divorced. But you could hear in this interview, Will said out of his mouth, I was done with you. Done with you. Okay. Whatever it was led them to come back together. And at the end, they did a big declaration 
bad marriages for life, playing off of the bad, bad boys for life, that whole thing. We ain't going nowhere. That was a jam. Okay. So they give a high five and they're laughing, bad marriage for life. It was very, very interesting. And for me, that was really awkward. Y'all, please don't be a believer in Jesus and think your marriage has to be horrible. But can I just say this? As a wife who have had ups and downs in my marriage, it ain't nowhere near the difficulty I saw on that camera with Jada and Will sitting there. It was a whole, and they got plenty of money. Okay, it was a whole nother level of hurt, a whole nother level of pain, of messiness, of betrayal, of distrust. So when you start to look at the view that the world gives you, people who are not following God, who are following universe and all these other things, I need you to just remember what you saw in this interview with Jada and Will. It is not what it is made out to be. God's way is the best way. It will always be the best way, even if it means delayed gratification for whatever, because a lot of things God asks us to do. He says, you need to slow down, slow down. I'm gonna let you know when. All right, some more comments here on Facebook. It says, Jada said uh, she just wanted to feel good. That is such a good call out. Latching on to temporary fillers. She said, I just wanted to feel good. If that isn't the polar opposite of the word of God, I, cause, but, but think about it. When you're watching these shows, it's so easy to agree with what's said. Cause you're like, I want her to feel good. Cause we're nice people. You and me, I want her to feel good, but that's not how. And it took years. There's no way you did not know that he would end up hurt. Like to me, how could you not? How could you not know that this, whoa, so you wanted to feel good at whose expense? And this is the difference between following the word of God when it talks about all good things being for those who love God and who follow him. Feeling good come as a believer. Feeling good comes along with obedience to God. Because guess what? There's no one who's going to have your back more. There's no one who's going to be with you more. There's no one who's going to rock with you like God the father. And so when we do things that push us or separate oh, separate us from him, his love can't go anywhere, but separate the relationship that we have, we have to ask ourselves, was it really worth it? Was it worth it to hold on to the unforgiveness for years? Was it worth it to start sleeping around before we was married or while we married? Is it worth it? Is it worth it to try to sabotage people, betray people? It is never worth it. But in the meantime, just like Will Smith said, oh, I'm going to get you. In other words, literally, you're going to bring another person. You're going to sleep. It was fully implied that he would sleep with or and also had slept with multiple other people and he recognizes this gets his wife and he still speaks to it like and I'm not done whoa so then what think about this in practical everyday terms so you got your cell phone and you're a celebrity so any day the news can break about something Will did because you better believe people are going to be watching Will like a hawk after the things that he said um in that interview about getting her back and what would happen? The whole world would give Will a pass. 
Why? Because of Jada's interview and what Jada did. If he got found out, y'all know good and well, dude's going to be like, well, Jada shouldn't. Well, da, 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 da. None of this is worth it. None of this is worth it. Can I share with you guys a little bit early this profuse point? Let me take some more of these comments. Um, it says, now that statement was a hot mess, bad marriage for life. Look, it was. I got to admit, I laughed though, y'all. I laughed. Whoo, I laughed. But in my laughter was, that is a doggone mess. Angie says on Facebook, experienced a bad marriage before, not looking to engage in anything similar again. I'ma stay safe, ain't gonna stop fussing. I'ma stay, that's that old Canton Jones. Old Canton, I mean, that's like early 2000s. Okay, Cheney says, uh, Pastor Evan made that point yesterday about temptation of restraint. Absolutely. We want the long, we wanna play the long game. We wanna play the, go towards the end goal. Tasha on YouTube said, it's never a good end game. Look at that. In that kind of relationship, August almost lost his life pulling away from that soul tie. A hundred percent. Someone else says on Facebook, oh yes, that, <laughs> oh yes, they are watching Will like a hawk. Look, binoculars on, on it. I'm gonna want you guys to type in chat on Facebook. Um, Second Peter, Second Peter 2, and where we're going to land is 2 Peter 2.20, but I'm going to start at verse 17, and I promise you this is directly relevant to what we are talking about today. All right, let's go. And you guys always know on YouTube I'm able to copy the, uh, the scripture in for you, but I want to remind you of this because it's going to feel and sound so relevant to what we are experiencing and watching right now. So 2 Peter 2, starting at verse 17, but if you're in chat on Facebook, just do 2 Peter 2.20, because that's where we're going. Y'all, and we are transitioning to the profuse point. I'm jumping in. It's all one big blur today. And then I have a question that came in to me from um, a watcher, a listener, and I want to ask you guys this question because she was interested in this dialogue. So I think you guys are going to have a lot to say about it, and it's around cheating as well. So, uh, second Peter two seventeen says these false teachers are springs without water and mist driven by a tempest for whom is reserved the gloom of darkness. So in other words, in this text, we are hearing a reference to false teachers, folks that say things that sound good, that are not actually good, and that it leads to darkness if you follow them. Now, this was written to the church, but it is in reference to false teachers in a spiritual capacity. I believe Jada fits the mold in this case of a false teacher. I have watched Red Table Talk many times. I hear many things that of course don't line up with the word of God and that's her choice to live her life that way. She is loved all the same, but that is her choice. But as believers, we, about to got, we have to be very careful about who we're following and what we're listening to. And that's why we can't just listen to everything. But here it talks about specifically the impact that it makes when we follow false teachers who appear to say spiritual things. Let's keep going. Verse 18. It says for uttering arrogant words, pompous words disguised to sound scholarly and profound, but meaning nothing and containing no spiritual truth. They beguile and lure using lustful desires. 
please tell me the word of God is nailing it right now. Nailing it. I'm a reverse 18 again. And it's talking about false teachers in a spiritual capacity. Look, we're talking, it was an entanglement. I needed to find happiness. I could not find that outside. It sounds amazing. But verse 18 says, for uttering arrogant words of vanity, pompous words disguised to sound scholarly or profound, but meaning nothing and containing no spiritual truth. They beguile and lure using lustful desires by sensuality. Those who barely escape from the ones who live in error. Guys, the word of God is nailing it right now. Nailing it. We are in the right place when it comes to actually applying or taking God's word. Which some would say, you know what? God's word, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like. It just doesn't seem, you know, relevant to me. It just doesn't seem like it's modern day. You know, I can get anything specifically from what it says. Well, guess what? Today is not one of those days. Verse 19, it says they promised them liberty. These false teachers promised them freedom when they themselves are the slaves of depravity. For by whatever anyone is defeated and overcome to that person thing, their philosophy their concepts. He is continually enslaved. And this is speaking to the person who follows and the false teacher. Verse 20. Are y'all ready for the word entangled? It's coming. Verse 20 says, for if after they have escaped the pollutions of this world by personal knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now we're talking to believers. They are again entangled in them and are overcome. Their last condition has become worse for them than the first. So here the Bible refers to as being entangled, as being something that happens from listening to false teachers. Entanglement happens from listening to sensual, how to describe it? From listening to sensual, depravised words. It talks about listening to words that contain no real spiritual truth, but they sound scholarly and they sound profound. And so we listen and it leads us to a place where the Bible says we can be entangled again after we have found freedom in Christ. So when we hear words from people that seem like they have spiritual truth, we see all these quotes and these words on Instagram, all this stuff that sound good, question it. If it's not quoting scripture, push back on it on the scripture that you know. You don't know, shoot, you can definitely send it to me. I will let you know with the quick, Hey, this lines up with this or it doesn't, but this is why we need to know what God says about things. But here we can see plainly when we listen to certain things from people that sound good, but they are not. And they're speaking from, you know, the soul healing that is sensual guys that sounds spiritual. 
There's an inner work that needs to be done. These are things she says all the time, healing. And first of all, her objective and goal is bomb. She wants to see people live better life and whole lives. At the same time, the premise or the foundation for which she is speaking is not the word of God. And so therefore there, it is full of fallacies, whether she knows it or not. So my challenge to you is when you are listening to all these people and I love them, everybody I'm talking about love with all my heart, Oprah, love her, watch it, love her, watch it. Iyanla, love her, slightly watch it. She know Jesus for real. But slightly watch it. There's still things being said, right? And so that's why even with this podcast, part of the struggle is I realize that I'm bringing a Christ perspective to culture. And for me, I don't want to ever go too preachy. But today I could not resist. I could not because there is just too many things that she has said or said in this interview that we're referring to today that sound good. I just want it to feel good. No, ma'am. That comes, but it comes at a sacrifice of dying to your flesh. It doesn't come at preying on or going after or trying to sensually take care of yourself with another person, especially if they are broken, especially if they are hurting, which was an obvious fact whenever they were together. Let me look at some of you guys' comments. Uh, definitely need to pray for them. Absolute Cheney, when I say I have prayed, Oh, you're not going to catch me in these streets, not praying around something that involves human beings, especially if I'm talking about it. Have you guys prayed? We should pray for them before we finish this podcast. That'd be great. Let's do that. Let me write it down. Y'all know I forget. We will absolutely do that. Absolutely. And we're going to pray for them according to the word of God, according to what God has said, how he wants us to live and the dangers that come along with false teaching and things where we're looking for sensual, uh, sensual needs to be met. Shakira says Jada and will have highly paid PR people. Ooh, I forget about this. They do. I am not sure where her truth begins, but my understanding is filtered through the word. That is so right. See, our filter should not be what other people say. And that's why I love being at a church where we teach the Bible and we're not trying to teach perspective or opinion. We're, we're looking to teach the word of God, the ultimate truth. So I agree. They do have very highly paid PR people. And maybe that's who gave her the word entanglement. Maybe that's who helped her to define and describe it. And then Will pushed. All right. Tasha says on YouTube, help me to discern the spiritual truth and not a lie. That's right. That is a prayer. That is an ask 100%. A hundred percent. Can we pray that real quick? Are y'all ready? I am so trying to pray this because we need to go ahead. And while we're fired up and while the word of God is in front of us, let's put our hearts on this thing in this way. And I'm gonna pull the scripture so I can pray according to it. Let's go. God, we ask you to help us to be able to tell the difference between your truth and lies. Father, we ask that we are not led astray by any false teaching. Lord, we ask that we are not led into darkness unknowingly or even knowingly submitting ourselves to teachings and things that are simply pompous words that sound scholarly, that sound profound. 
The word goes on to say that we also do not want to just follow things that don't have spiritual truth. So God, we ask you to help us not be beguiled or to seek after lustful desires, which are leading us step by step away from you. That's not what you want for us. That's not what we want for ourselves. So God, we do ask you to help us to live a life of truth, a life that is not overflowing with error because we're putting the word, the wrong things in our ears. We're asking God that you give us the strength to overcome, help us to overcome Lord. Help us to be able to tell the difference between various pollutions of the world as you've described it. Lord, we never want to be entangled. We never want to be in what is now defined as an entanglement because you have said that these things become worse for us as if we never knew you. So we ask you, God, for this guidance, for this wisdom, We lift up the Smiths right now in the name of Jesus. We know it's not too late for Jada to know you for real, for Will to know you for real. The kids in August already knows you. So Father, I ask for August that there is a new level of revelation that he has in your word, that you are not used as a bandaid in August's life, but August pursues you like he needs you more than any person any feeling or anything. I pray that August goes higher in you, God, and that all the drama around this situation does not keep him from seeing you in the middle of it all. I ask for there to be a, a, a deliverance in Will and Jada's life as two individual people, though married, that there is a wholeness and a freedom that they find in your word. And it's not swallowed up in universalism. Same for the kids. They can find you. You are out there, Lord, in Hollywood and different places. Send labors across their path. Send folks to them, Lord. Get to them in the name of Jesus. That there may be a full understanding of you, your truth, and your love. In Jesus' name. Got a question for y'all. Someone sent in a question to me. And it is a would you rather type of question. A would you rather type of question. Um, oh, this is a good, I have a, actually two questions now because I have one that just came into Facebook. So let me go to this one and then I'm going to ask you this would you rather around the cheating situation that this question was sent to me. Okay, I have a question here online and it says, Pastor, is it wrong to celebrate their decision to persevere? Can we recognize the bad and still celebrate some of the good? How should we handle this? That's a big question. And let me make sure I understand it though. Is it wrong to celebrate their decision to persevere? First of all, um, the only foundation of real truth in their life that we, that lines up with the um, Christian faith or our faith in Jesus Christ is the marriage entity itself. Their decision to persevere still may not be within the confounds of being faithful to each other, as the word says. So a part of me is like, absolutely. I love that they decided to stay married. And yes, I believe it should be celebrated if they are saying, you know what? We're going to recommit to each other and we're going to be faithful to each other. But you did not hear that in the conversation. If you, I see you throwing up the hearts and the likes. If you can remember, you know, the way they ended it is he was still left in a cliffhanger that, Hey, I might, I might still step out on you. I might, yeah, we're married. 
yeah, we're staying married. So for me, the perseverance, I don't know if how much the kids have to do with that and want to stay together for them. But from my perspective, guys, I would love to see a real commitment and honor of marriage. And so far, it doesn't seem like they prefer to honor the marriage relationship um, thus far. So even in their separate, and this is out of their own words, you know, I'm not, y'all were there, y'all can read it, you can see it. It's not me speculating. These are things that they've said. Um, so I love that they're persevering, persevering, but I wish it was in honor of marriage. My prayer is that it's in honor of marriage in Jesus name versus, um, just to do it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like just, you know, stay married, stay married. No, let's do it in honor. You know, let's honor marriage, you know, not just because I'm stubborn. Cause I said, I'd never get divorced. No, I want to be an honorable husband. I want to be an honorable wife. You know, I want to stick to the vows that I gave to you. Right. And that I would love to see and would pray to see. All right. So, oh, uh, yep. And so that person said, got it. Um, Cheney said, right. They are just saying that they will stay together and have a bad marriage for life. That is so true. That's what they said. They said, we're going to just have a bad marriage. And that is, man, that is a bummer. I know when it comes to just challenges in marriages and relationships, the, this podcast isn't necessarily about that today, but I will say for anyone who feels like your marriage is horrible, <laughs> someone earlier said they've had a bad marriage and they never want to go back. It is so important how the two people are as individuals. So the marriage benefits or suffers because of the state of the two people in it and how the two people think where their heart is, their values, their goals, ambitions, or the lack thereof of all those things plays a major role in the joy that that marriage can bring. And so at any point, if they start getting unaligned or if one person starts to grow and the other does not grow, these are things that can call a misalignment in the relationship. And they're options you can take. There's things you can do in order to realign you guys and come back to the why and the beauty of why you are together and why you would believe that God has you together. And counseling is one of those things. You know, when it comes to church counseling, church counseling is going to give you good church counseling. It's going to give you the word of God. It's going to empower you to pursue God as individuals, but also as a couple. But a couple can't fix individual problems. Marriage itself cannot fix individual issues. If one person is severely insecure in a relationship, it is a drain in a relationship. That is a research fact. So there are things that some individuals may need to work on and their marriage will benefit again from it because people go through different things. But marriage should also be a support or there should, there should be room for faithfulness to a person who's having a bad year. And I'm not talking about just cheating. I'm talking about they're off. They had a lost loved one. They're experiencing different, you know, life battles and all oh, whatever. Marriage should allow room for someone to be fallible. It should allow room for that without someone being afraid. Someone's going to walk out and cheat on them. Because if you believe in Jesus and you are married to, you are committed in Jesus name first, you're living to make God happy. Even if that person's acting crazy, 
even if that, I mean, I have had this, this stance for myself for a long time. If everything, and God forbid, if everything went south in my relationship and God forbid, but if it did, I do not want to ever walk out of my relationship, a bad wife. I, I want to be in the books for being that bomb wife, being that woman, being that person that is excellent in how she wipes, how she mothers. Like, am I perfect? Not at all. But that is the goal, right? So I'm reading. Even right now, I just started a new book. I'm trying to learn more things, trying to make sure I'm making sure I don't have trauma that's causing different things going on in my life. Like as I get older, certain buttons are hitting. I'm like, whoa, what was that? Why did I feel that way? Why did I react that way? I'm praying about it. I'm talking to God. I'm doing the real work, the spiritual work and the education, the learning, because the marriage I want to have, I've never seen it modeled for me in my life, not in my life. And so that's who I want to be. So I'm going to pursue that girl, that wife, that woman that I see in my mind, I'm pursuing her. So that way I may live a life that is honorable to God, no matter how somebody act around me in Jesus name. Okay. All right. I see a comment here and then I want y'all to hang around for this either. Or David says you and pastor Evan are truly imaginated made by God in glory and sent to the earth for such a time as this. I love you both. Thank you so much, David. Andrea said marriage takes work. That's for sure. Oh, 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 oh it does. It a hundred percent takes work and you want to have partners and folks with you that can help you navigate a hundred percent, especially wives. I think one of the best things I've done this year, two amazing things outside of family and home is continue the um, SOU or Sisterhood Level Up. It's a discipleship program where I am um, discipling quite a few women, but it is meant to help all of us level up and learn a lot about ourselves and pursue even some practical goals. There's businesses that's been started. Um, it's been so many amazing things that's happened as a result of it. The second thing is my wives group. Us getting there, talking, and it is wives club. She said, yes, Andrew, it is everything. Um, and it has been so empowering. I want to do something for my singles though. So much. So that's, that's my next heart, um, is for them. Okay. Here's a question that came into me. Y'all ready? This question says, I'm curious to know, and she's speaking of my followers, you guys, she says, I'm curious to know, would you rather, if you didn't have a choice, want to be cheated on with a one night stand or a whole other relationship? What would be your either or if you didn't have a choice? Would it be cheated on in a one night stand or a whole other relationship? Meaning whole other relationship, meaning cheated on one night stand or the person you're with didn't just have a one night stand, but instead they had a whole other relationship with another person. Kind of like Jada did. Okay. Okay. Jada had a whole other relationship. She had a whole long relationship with another per person. And you could tell that she actually grew to really like him a lot. Love. I don't know. Based on my definition of love. I don't know if that's hers. Um, but which one? 
<laughs> David said, praise God, that will never happen. Absolutely. In the name of Jesus, that is a preface. But here is the thing. No matter how much you love Jesus Christ, you have a choice in your decisions. And God is not going to force you to do anything. He will um, empower you. He will nudge you. He will convict you. Yes, he is not going to make you be faithful to your spouse. Nope, he is going to lead you by his spirit. And that will, if you're following him, lead you away from those type of decisions. But yes, but this person wanted to hear this conversation from us. So um, thoughts here. Okay, I'm seeing some comments come in. Someone says the relationship means they have a deeper connection versus a one night stand. I completely agree, Andrea, 100%. David says, amen, it takes a decision for everything in life. Totally. Tina said, amen. It's so funny because even when I ask the question, if the question scares you, if you get alarmed inside, you wanna check that. You wanna check that. Here's why I say that with all of is anything that would prompt you to go into fear because a question is being asked could speak to something inside of you, uh, to the anxieties that you're having just from the question of it. Okay. So watch out when you feel so alarmed or scared by the simple question of, okay. Um, cause we're not speaking anything into our life. This is a complete discussion, something separate. Okay. Alicia says, um, one night, one night, another relationships mean you two are emotionally connected. Laugh out loud. We are on the same page. <laughs> That's funny. Someone said on YouTube, Tasha says, one night stand and he better have wrapped it up. Lord. <laughs> Never says one night stand relationships dig deep into more issues. Let me say this. Our preference is that we are never, ever cheated on, right? Never. And that we never make the choice to cheat. We just read today in 2 Peter 2, 17 through 20. It adds nothing to our life to follow those type of ways of thinking and what they lead to, the darkness they lead to. And here's my thing, especially if you have kids, please reconsider. Oh my goodness, if this has even been a thought. Whoa, ho, ho, the pain that will ensue. All right, David says, I could not make that choice even for a hypothetical. I was cheated on. Oh no, I was cheated on in my first marriage and I nearly let it destroy me. But thank God I got out of my pity party and got before the Lord and he restored me. Oh, so good to hear that. He didn't restore the marriage, but I came out of it like the Hebrew boys in the fiery furnace, not smelling like smoke. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I like how Facebook and YouTube are commenting on each other and agreeing with each other. <laughs> Tasha, you're getting amens from Facebook. Uh, something else here on, um, on YouTube, it says God doesn't like predatory behavior. Look, I'm Barnes three. I don't know who you are. Welcome. No, he does not. Oh, he doesn't. Oh, I wish, I wish you heard the rest of this, this time. Oh, God is so faithful. Yes, he is. All right. So we are about to wrap up. Before I do that, I do want to say this. Guys, know that you have God fighting for you. What song am I about to sing? Y'all know I'm always singing random songs. I just said know 
that God is fighting for you. If God wasn't fighting for you, you wouldn't feel him still nudging you and trying to get you towards his will. Even when you're jacking stuff up, that is also a fight for you. Okay. That is him not walking away from you. That is him sticking with you and being close to you. God is fighting for you. Pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, enemy defeated. And we will. Mm -mm, mm -mm. That's right, Brooke. You already know. You already know for the random song of the day. It looks like it carries to no matter what I'm doing online, random songs just pop up. But, um,. Yes, I almost uh, feel like there we could have a, a further conversation about this. Would you guys even be interested in a conversation about cheat proofing your marriage? I have seen articles and things about cheat proofing relationships, how to um, do your part in helping it not to come about. But I will say for a simple fact, you cannot control another human's actions. You can only be faithful in your own and you can choose to keep your peace in and of yourself regardless of other people. So this is something that I would never want us to feel or believe like, oh, we can keep them from cheating if we're cute enough, if we, you know, buy new panties, if we, no, <laughs> it's way deeper than that. Oh, my Aunt Virginia says, I really enjoyed your talk today. You rock. I love you, Auntie. Say hey to my uncle for me. Love you both. Pam says, this was so interesting. Oh, oh yeah. It was a very interesting conversation. David says, this is definitely a message series and quite possibly a book to be written. David, are you trying to speak books into my life? David, I ain't ready. Video I'm comfortable with. <laughs> you know, Pastor Evan will write a book before I do. He's already working on one. He will write a book before I do. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. All right, guys, we are in the middle of July. So that means in two weeks, I'm gonna be doing a giveaway and I give away good stuff. Last month or this month, July, it was an Amazon gift card. The month before that, it was a Swawaski Crystal wallet um, card holder. I love giving away books, things that help you be better. I would love to see you in this raffle. That means you've gone to itspriscillab.com. That is itspriscillab.com and you have signed up for my mailing list. If you ever on Instagram and you follow its underscore Priscilla B, then in my link tree, the link in my profile, you're gonna see um, a direct access to my website where you can click on that and boom, you are there able to sign up for my mailing list. I'd love to see you on that list and then I draw names from it every single month. I love blessing you guys. You guys continue to show up here every Monday at one o'clock. You continue to be faithful. And it's the least that I can do in showing love. So I'm just really grateful for you guys. And it also means, uh, or I'm assuming that it means proofing your relationship by minister. Look at that. That's amazing. But I can also see you guys, um, are getting some value from this. And if anything, it's giving you community, especially during this quarantine time where things are just really kind of jacked up. And a lot of us are having to figure out how to really, you know, have peace and joy and all those things, even though our worlds are shaken, right? We have so many things that have actually changed in our life and have not been great. 
with quarantine and with family. And you guys know I've had a lot of family stuff happen with me this year. So many things have happened. And so I am just grateful to God to be able to continue to show up for you guys and give you this type of community and conversation, uh, bringing Christ to the culture. Um, and honestly, I told y'all last week, I think this podcast is taking a different form and a different shape. Um, and when season three hits, gosh, I don't know what, where we're going to be, but Hey, don't forget to use your God given gifts, deliver on the vision for your life through Jesus Christ and keep building your confidence in life and your decision-making in yourself. (gasps) Enjoy. Oh, thank you so much. Aunt Sharon. Love it. All right. I am now going to end my feed on YouTube and I am going to try to bring in on camera some folks on Facebook. Everything God made you to be. Don't quit.